five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Quadruple Overtime. I'm Tyler Silvers. I'm David. And here we are, still going. Tyler, how you doing? We've been uh, social distance for too long. I haven't seen you. I don't know if it's been too long, if you ask me. Oh, <laughs> I, do I have to make that joke every single time any, anyone says, oh, I miss you. But every, everything's good here, doing uh, what you can. How are you doing? I'm doing well. It's, uh, it's a beautiful day in New York. I'm just looking out my window. So how many times have you watched The Last Dance at this point? You know, I've only seen every episode once. You've only seen it once? You gotta watch a morning last dance, and then watch it again for lunch, then at dinner, you know? But that's a good segue into our guest, because we have Chicago Native. Oh! From uh, great comedian Tommy McNamara on the show today. Yeah, very funny comedian, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we were able to talk a little bit about Chicago sports in this one. Yeah, he like, if he was in the last dance, he would be the Chicago resident as well, right? Chicago resident, yeah, former Chicago yeah. resident Tommy McNamara. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you were in the Last Dance, what well, what would they say about you in your uh, little title card? Oh, it would be like Knicks fan, ninety one to present. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that your resume? <laughs> right? Yeah, it's for top line of my resume. <laughs> it shows loyalty, Tyler. Yeah, exactly. I spoke to Tommy about uh, Wrigley Field. You ever been to Wrigley Field? Uh, no, I haven't. I, I haven't been either. I'm just saying. It's on the bucket list. Yeah, the wind blows out. I've been to Fenway. I, I no. What is, <laughs> yeah, I haven't been to that many. I've been to Camden Yards. I don't know. You went to Camden Yards? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Citizens Bank. I don't know. I've been to some weird ones. Oh, I've been to Citizens Bank. With a bell on the top, Citizens Bank is a yeah. weird one. Yeah, well, I went with all my Mets attire to Citizen Bank once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, I'll start fighting these guys. We're like, Mets suck, and I and I defuse it by doing, yeah, they do. Yeah, they and do they suck. They didn't, they didn't, yeah, they, I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so yeah, then, the Mets don't even have any wins this season. Nah. Uh, <laughs> 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 so many classic quarantine jokes. <laughs> um, but no, I'm very excited. I'm a big fan of Tommy's, and let's do it. All right, let's do it. And welcome back. We're here, or virtually here, with Tommy McNamara. Tommy, thanks so much for uh, being on the line. It's my pleasure. My pleasure to do it. So, right off the gate, I have a very niche question is, I follow soccer, and there's a famous soccer player, Tommy McNamara. Yes. Do I am aware of a, him. <laughs> do you have a feud with this guy? You know, I, 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 I was a little annoyed at him uh, because I have the Google alert set up for Tommy McNamara and almost exclusively it's about him, uh, which is tough. But I, I was doing uh, a podcast, like a children's podcast that's like a debate setup. Uh, I was just a guest on it and my debate subject was soccer versus swimming and I was doing soccer. So through a mutual connection, I actually interviewed the soccer Tommy McNamara for it and got to talk to him on the phone for a while and he was a really nice guy. So now we are, we've teamed up the Tommy McNamara's of the world. Oh my goodness. Cause I know there's a film critic, David Ehrlich and occasionally, you know, when there's mm-hmm. trailers and it says like the best movie of the year and it's like some random quote. Occasionally they yes. quote they quote David Ehrlich and, and my friends will text me and be like, "Is this you?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, I hate that guy." <laughs> he has the exact opposite movie opinions as you too. 
Kind of, yeah. He actually does have like the very opposite movie opinions. <laughs> <laughs> so you're from Chicago, right? I am, yeah. I uh, grew up in Chicago, moved to New York in 2015. So right now, kind of Chicago has been put in the forefront of the sports media with The Last Dance. Have you been watching? I absolutely loved the first two episodes. It was like my favorite two hours of the entire quarantine. <laughs> and, and, uh, not that you should have a favorite hour of a pandemic, but it was, it was incredible. Uh, I'm so all in. I think if they put out all 10 episodes at once, I would have just watched them till five in the morning and then dealt with that. Do you have like a distinct memory of like MJ's bulls in the nineties being in Chicago? Is there like one time where you're like this one moment stands out? So, you know what? Uh, kind of sucks for me is so I was born in 1990 so I was eight when the last championship happened so you know I was alive for the whole time but I was kind of too young to appreciate it like I do have a memory of seeing Jordan like going to a Jordan game and I remember that being a big deal I think I only went to one but then I just spent the rest of <laughs> my sports fan life being pissed that I like missed out on this amazing Chicago sports time well I mean, if you were going to choose an era, you got, what, three Blackhawks, Stanley Cups, and, of course, the Cubs World Series. It's, like, not terrible yeah. time. No, having the Cubs World Series, that changed everything for me because I was never a huge hockey fan. Like, I would, you know, celebrate and I'd watch the playoffs, but it didn't feel like – it wasn't until the Cubs won in 2016 where it was, like, the true sports bliss of, like, this team I followed forever won. And, yeah, that was, like, an unmatchable moment. Yeah, I kind of understand that because I'm, like – I'm a Giants fan. But when the Giants mm-hmm. won, I wasn't like, my team won the Super Bowl. I kind of was like, oh, cool. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say, on the subject of the last dance, uh, something funny is Marcus and Jeffrey Jordan, Michael Jordan's sons, went to the same high school that I went to for a couple of years. They transferred out. But there was like a year when I was in high school when they were both on the team. So we had a couple games on ESPN2, and I thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. Did you play on the team? Uh, heavens no, I was definitely not oh. good enough, but <laughs> it was just cool going to games and stuff. And, you know, he, people would like see him, you know, Jordan would drop them off and stuff. And it was just like this cool air around that time at our high school. My thing with the nineties bulls is I grew up, I was born in 91. And for some reason growing up, my two favorite things were Robin from Batman and Robin and Scotty <laughs> Pippen. And I don't know what that says about me as a person that I loved Robin and Scotty Pippen. But, it is funny uh, that it's both of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the, I would, uh, my, my costume every Halloween was Robin, and I would walk around my house in a Scottie Pippen uniform. Like, very strange kid who just wants yeah. to be second fiddle. <laughs> they, there was a giant in my room, um, like framed poster, and it was Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman. And it said, no b-u-l-l which was supposed to be noble but it also just said no bull so i always thought that was really weird like it didn't really work (laughs) i uh i went to one knicks bulls game recently and they still do that crazy uh intro with Sirius, you know the alan parsons project for the players (laughs) and i love that i love that i don't know i don't know if you have like if you had to say top three sporting events you ever attended could be Chicago, could be Bulls, whatever you want. Do you have like a top three, not in order list? One of them that I always think about was at Madison Square Garden. There was a Bulls Knicks game. It was either two or three years ago. I went to a Bulls Knicks game at MSG, and neither fight? of the teams. 
No. Um, this was a double OT game, though. And Laurie Markinen had like the best game of his entire career. And Porzingis and him were just going back and forth. Just these two white guys hitting threes. And it was so thrilling for two teams that didn't even end up making the playoffs. It was like just the way Madison Square Garden gets when a game is that close. It was just like an unforgettable experience. That's what the Knicks are. It's a thrilling basketball team that doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. You know what's funny uh, before I do other good ones is I actually was at, on March 5th, I think it was, of this year, I went to Knicks Jazz. And then literally one week later, Rudy Gobert uh, <laughs> like set oh, the yeah, world were, on fire. You were in the building with Rudy Gobert. That's... I was there. It was wild. And I also saw a Nets game that week too and then four players from the Nets got coronavirus so it's kind of a miracle that I did not get it from an NBA game yeah <laughs> yeah I went to a few games the the week that it was canceled too and yeah it's so I, I, don't, I don't know why but you know I was like why not I actually had my group text a few of my buddies were like everyone needs to take advantage ticket prices are dropping <laughs> and yeah. in, in hindsight probably not the best uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. Like, I am happy, though, that I saw a couple games, you know, just so I, not knowing I would have such a long drought after that, I guess. But, you know, uh, yeah, I'm trying to the is, other. Is, is NBA like the, the main league you follow? Yeah, it's funny because I think the Bulls are my third favorite. Like They're like the third in the hierarchy for me of Chicago teams. But I follow the NBA as a league more than any other league overall, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand it because the NBA has done such a good job of being kind of like team agnostic that you just follow the league and all these compelling storylines. But I feel like baseball and hockey and football, because it's so much like your team week to week in football and baseball is 162 games, so you can't really follow everything. So you're kind of just paying attention to your division. Totally. And hockey, once again, same thing. It's not You're not really paying attention to the West if your team's in the East. So I, yes, I definitely exactly. understand that whole – that following the nba as a total as a whole i also play nba 2k uh, every day of my life probably for the last eight years i would say do you have a my player or do you just play I, random i don't do that yeah i do um i'll play friends online and i'll do like seasons or playoffs or that kind of thing or fancy draft seasons that kind of stuff but i never liked the my player you get a twitch channel set up i mean this is the perfect time quarantine <laughs> Tommy, no, where's, the, where's the Twitch channel? <laughs> <laughs> I definitely should do that. But then people would see this side of me where I get so mad about 2K when things uh, go wrong. So, Yeah, for some reason I stopped playing after NBA Live 05. Like, that's where I maxed out. Oh, my yeah. Fr my friends always make fun <laughs> of me because in t NBA Live 05, the Mavs have like an, an unbelievable team. And although he's only a, like an 80 overall, Michael Finley is a cheat code in that game. It's like a known <laughs> thing. And I used to love Michael Finley. Yeah, so I play as Michael Finley. It's like we've had some very – my roommates and I have had very heated 2005 – NBA Live 05. To this day, <laughs> we still we, – I still only play NBA Live 05. I don't play I did that, uh There was an MVP baseball, I forget what year it was, that I played for like a solid six years just because it, it was so good. Was it 05 with Manny Ramirez on the cover? Oh, that sounds right. I, yeah. I think it was 04 or 05, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, speaking of Dallas, I did go to – I went to the Porzingis return game uh, this season also, the Porzingis back at MSG game, and oh, that yeah. was an incredible experience just to see uh, how angry – just like 
angry New Yorker heaven is what it was. Uh, just like I've never heard that many boos in my life. And as an impartial fan in the game, like I didn't care who won the game. It was so fun to just watch that raw hate towards this guy. Yeah, it wasn't even just the stands. I feel like the team also was fired up. It was like the best the team played all season totally. when they were playing the Mavs. Yeah, New York won. Yeah, it was yeah. wild. Uh, so uh, I was looking. At, yeah, I was just saying I was looking at your bio, and I saw you also were a contributed contributor to the Onion for sports. Yes, I, I do. Yeah, I was wondering if you had like a favorite headline or article that you wrote for the Onion. Yeah, um, there was one that popped up today that was uh, very. I didn't realize prescient that I had written, which was uh, it was about Kawhi Leonard skyping into one of the Spurs playoff games uh, back when he was missing a bunch of time. <laughs> uh, I'd say my favorite one I ever wrote. Oh man, I, I just had one that I liked that got in this year. That was Giannis Antetokounmpo to miss next three seasons with European paternity leave, like that. <laughs> and, then, uh, That's and then the yeah last one out uh, was uh, oh yeah, slight breeze a major factor in wiffle ball game. Uh, I was <laughs> happy with that. <laughs> I feel like. Uh... The on, you don't even need to read the full article, just the headlines or what makes The Onion uh, so amazing. Yeah, it's so fun to do. Um, so I do that, yeah, a couple times a week. I just spend a couple hours trying to write sports jokes in The Onion style, and it's always a good time, just even when I don't get anything on. Um, I was trying to think of other games I went to that were like really memorable, and <laughs> most of them are losses, you know? Um like as a Chicago sports fan, we did have some tough years before the Cubs World Series. I, the most memorable loss I ever went to, though, I went to a Bears game at Lambeau Field once. Have you ever been to Lambeau? No, I've never been to Lambeau. That's on the. I think that's on the bucket list. And I hate to admit this too, Wrigley Field is also on the bucket list. I've never been to Wrigley. Wrigley Field is the best place in the world. But <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'd never been to Lambeau either, and it was 2014. And my friend was dating someone who worked for the Bears. So that whole 2014 season, I think I went to eight or nine games, which was like incredible. Um, it's always the best. And especially if you're not paying. Yeah, especially if you're not paying for tickets and someone's like, yeah. hey, we have seats again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it wasn't paying for tickets. So we got the Lambo and we got field passes. So before the game, I got to do a Lambo leap. I have a video of it that like, I could send you if you <laughs> want to see it. That's pretty cool, but, yeah. And I was so fired up. The Bears and Packers seemed pretty well matched that year. And the game, it ended up being 55 to 14 was the final. It's like stuck in my brain. It was the worst Bears performance I've like ever seen in my whole life. And we were just there. We were so hyped up and we were just sitting there like, this is so embarrassing. And the they better gave question us, is how, how cold was it in the stadium? Uh, insanely cold. Uh, oh, oh, I just remembered this. This is really embarrassing. But I had burned. I had a Julius Peppers jersey, and he had switched from the Bears to the Packers, so I burned it during the tailgate, which, <laughs> which is so stupid. And I, <laughs> you know, but then it was just like all this bluster going in, and then so embarrassing. And I'll, it'll stick in my brain forever because as we were walking out, you know, we're all in Bears gear. And the concession stand offered us free cheese curds. And they were just like, we feel bad for you guys. <laughs> and, oh, it was so embarrassing. Yeah, I feel like with football games, and same with like winter baseball games too, is I feel like I always leave. My mom always calls me or when I was 
you know, at home, she would always be like, bring another layer. And I would always mm-hmm. be like, no. And I have so many layers in my closet from buying, <laughs> like, a, just like being in the stadium and being like, I need a sweatshirt. Like, I need something because I'm free. Totally. <laughs> I've been there before for sure. Yeah, I used to, like, I would go to Cubs because I always thought it was so stupid that Chicago would have home baseball games in April because it's always freezing. Yeah. And I would almost every year go to a Cubs game in April and immediately have a cold and then be like, Oh, I wonder how I got sick. Cause I was sitting outside for four hours and it's 20 degrees out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and did you, did you play little league or anything or, or basketball growing up? I did. I played, um, so I played a lot of sports when I was a kid trying to find the one that was, I was good at and that never really happened, but I played, um, I played growing up in grade school. I played baseball, a little hockey, basketball, and tennis. Um, basketball was always my favorite to play. I still play pickup basketball like every week when I can, um, and I've always kind of done it since. But I was never good enough. Yeah, I was on the uh, I was on the B team in grade school, small Catholic school that somehow still had a B team. Um, I would say my greatest grade school sport memory is we were losing a game. Uh, it was 47 to two that we were losing this game and I hit a three pointer and the final ended up being 47 to five. And it was to me the greatest thing in the world because (laughs) I got to say I scored more than half the team's points and I like bragged about it for weeks. And you covered the spread. The spread was 30 (laughs) points. There was a lot of action on that game. Yeah. (laughs) I, uh, I feel like everyone's played a lot of uh, sports growing up, but I feel like we have something in common because I played piano growing up, and I know you create you add a lot of piano into your comedy. So were you yes, doing that? Yeah, like yeah. you were playing your piano lessons and and sports at the same time. Yeah, I was always trying to juggle everything. You know, I love um, love. I was always playing in bands. Like in high school, I was playing in bands. I was you know doing theater. I was on the tennis team. I was like trying to do a million things at once, which was hectic, but. It's fun, you know. Yeah, you're almost uh, like uh, playing a, a comedy of a Disney rom com where he's like, he's in theater, <laughs> he plays sports, he's a piano player. It's, yeah, what? It's like a, a, if Zach Efron didn't look at all like that. Here's what it would be like. Yeah, the more realistic. <laughs> you take version. out the romance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what What age did you start playing piano? Uh, I started i took piano lessons when i was pretty young and then i stopped and i started playing guitar in eighth grade um because i heard nirvana unplugged for the first time and then like it inspired me uh and then i got really into playing music again and i started playing piano again just as recreationally because when i was a kid and i started playing for lessons and stuff it felt like homework you know and then, yeah, I mean, I did the same thing where I stopped playing for a few years and then I like, picked it back up in high school. Yeah, and now I love it. Yeah, I'm sitting in front of a keyboard right now. It's like, I, yeah, I'm so happy I did. Yeah, that's like one thing I'm missing during quarantine. I would love a keyboard right now. <laughs> it's Yeah, it definitely helps pass some time. I saw another thing you did to help pass the time. I saw your YouTube video the other day of, uh, <laughs> of you playing basketball in your hallway. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's bit so. You know, it's funny. I didn't have a hoop in my apartment, and when this 
thing really hit and I realized I was going to be stuck in here. I really wanted to get one. So I ordered one off Amazon Prime that was like 10 bucks. And as, as I say always, you know, I support everything Amazon does. Everything, I think they're great <laughs> business. <laughs> but, uh, so, so I ordered one and it is the shittiest hoop in the world. The ball is like hard plastic. It sucks. And then I was grocery shopping and they had a little hoop in the grocery aisle, and the hoop I got in the grocery aisle for three dollars is so much better than the ten dollar one from Amazon. So what I'm saying is, don't go to Amazon.com. But <laughs> so basically, I've been playing full court games with myself, and I made a video about it. <laughs> so you're doing layups, but you actually hit like a decent shot in that video. Well, like you hit a pull up, and I was like, that's not an easy hoop to hit a pull up. I've had uh, nothing but time to practice. You know, I've been playing horse games with my roommate, which has been a good, another good time passer. You know, uh, that's very funny. What's uh, do you like? What's your go-to shot? Off the wall, a little bounce. What, what's a lot, off the wall is a big component. You know, a lot of uh, <laughs> stuff that really is superfluous to the shot. You know, like take a spin, kick the wall, then shoot. Or it doesn't really affect the shot in any way, but just something stupid to make my roommate do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone, like uh, horse and knockout, everyone has different rules for. Yes, totally. Um, knockout, do, I you think, let, do you let people hit the ball while you're playing? You know what? As a kid, I definitely did. And then I played knockout recently, and we tried to do it that way. And it just adds so much time to the game. Uh, so it's <laughs> it's fun, but it's really <laughs> stupid. And I, I don't know. I would kill to play any form of knockout right now. That's how long it's been since I've been able to play sports with friends, you know? Yeah, I was watching The Last Dance, um, and I'm quarantined with my girlfriend. I turned to her, and I just go, I want to play basketball so badly right now. <laughs> I, I Totally. I feel that so hard. Yeah. As I said, it's so weird walking by and seeing all the hoops without any rims. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like, when I go for a walk, it's always, I walk by the park, and it's just depressing. Yeah, but I think I, I have one friend who's a big basketball player, and I saw she she just kept posting photos of different courts, being like, "This court's still open," and I'm like, "What what are you doing? Just stop stop <laughs> playing." <laughs> well, I'm in a I'm in a basketball group chat of just guys who'll be like, "Hey, we're playing pickup at this park or whatever," and someone tried to start a game like one Sunday too late, you know what I mean? When everything, and then this, there was just a pile on in the group chat of like, do not go play basketball right now. What are you doing? You're risking your life, you know? So without further ado, what's your craziest, funniest, most embarrassing sports story? Uh, I, I, this is when, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so I played tennis was the only sport I played in high school. And I, once again, much like basketball in grade school, I was on the B team, of course. And this whole year, my senior year, was setting up uh, in kind of a bad way because I had I had decided that I wanted to be the captain of the B team, uh, a, a position that did not exist. So I went to the coach before the year, and I was like, Coach, I really think I should be the captain of the B team this year. And he goes, well, let's see if you make the team first. And that was in front of, like, everyone. <laughs> So I was going into the year very embarrassed. Uh, and, you know, this coach who – he was a very negligent coach. Basically, we would just go to these tennis courts and we'd practice by ourselves, just kind of goof around until he showed up. And then he would ask us, uh, what's your score? And we'd always be like, oh, it's uh, 5-3 right now. He just totally making it up when we'd not been practicing at all. And then he'd just be like, oh, wow, barn burner. And it was just – we were fucking around the whole year, you know. Um but I always played doubles, and then there was this one tournament 
where I ended up having to play singles by whatever. I don't remember why. Maybe someone was sick or something. And I had to be second singles on the B team, which was like way out of my pay grade. I was like third or fourth doubles. And we're playing the school uh, De La Salle in Chicago. And I just like had decided that this was the biggest tennis match of my life. So I went all out. Like I gave it everything I had. Like it mattered when it didn't at all. It was B team versus B team. And I ended up getting to the point where I'm winning in the third set. And the coach of De La Salle in Chicago has this meltdown where he just starts pointing at me and going, look who you're losing to. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I was, he's like, look at this guy. Look who you're losing to. You're an idiot. Look who you're losing to. And I guess their coach was like a Bobby Knight for tennis. But I'm just standing there like waving like, hey. <laughs> so I ended up winning the match. But that is like the one thing from my entire sports career that I'll never forget. If you had to compare your tennis style to like one player. What are you? What are you playing as? You're a big server. You're going like serving volley. How how you do playing here? You know, I I would say uh, kind of a McEnroe type. You know, <laughs> just, just yelling at the ump. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of insanity and hoping to host a talk show someday. So wait, did you end up winning the match? I did end up winning the match, and it is like a, a very proud achievement of mine. But you did not make uh, captain. You were just on the B team. <laughs> yeah, that was on the B team. I won the match, and I had to think about that guy thinking I look stupid forever. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny because I feel like uh, whenever you're playing like JV or or B team tennis, it it means so much more to the the kids playing, you know, and there's kind of nothing at stake. But did you ever, did you go on to to win any other matches that year? Or was that your only singles record? That was the only memorable one. You know, it was this kind of thing. Like I love playing tennis. I still do, but I never took it that seriously uh my dad was a big tennis player he um was a phenomenal tennis player i remember being at the banquet my senior year for like the tennis banquet and one of the kids from the a team was giving a speech and he started crying and my dad started laughing and so i always think about like i think that's always been the attitude i have towards the two where it's like love this game decently good at it and i will never take it that seriously yeah, I mean, the beautiful thing about uh, golf and tennis is you can keep playing it. I feel like even now my needs for basketball are, uh, are starting to feel it. <laughs> totally, I know, um, which is very scary. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like, not even playing that hard, yet I feel like Larry Bird and Patrick Ewing combined after playing <laughs> an hour of rec league basketball. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, how about Larry Bird in that last dance? He's not looking too good. <laughs> You know what? Better than Patrick Ewing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I um I also played high school tennis, and I feel like my senior year, I, I had a, a weird story happen to me. Was I was playing as a kid who opened a can of tennis balls, and he cut his hand when he opened the tennis balls. Oh wow! But he didn't notice, and he didn't tell anyone. Uh, and he you know we're wearing white shirts, right? So I went to serve, and I turned around, and this kid had wiped his shirt with his hand that he just cut himself with. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it just looks like he's been, like, shot on the tennis court because <laughs> he just blood <laughs> is everywhere. <laughs> he looked like Wilson in Castaway. It was, like, a frightening sight. But, like, hey, tennis is a mental game. You got to use every advantage to your opponent. <laughs> yeah. Hey, amen. 
Yeah, and also I had a crazy coach who he only went, lasted one year and then he got fired because he was crazy. And I just remember one <laughs> time before a match, he said, if you don't like a call, you cheat back. And I was like, did the coach just tell us to cheat? Oh, my God. And he, he told us, he goes, you know, no matter where it is, if it's close to the line, you call it out. And I was like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I feel like now, I don't know, do you still play, do you play in Central Park or anywhere in New York? Yeah, I'll play at um, Cooper Park because the rare, there's only two courts, but you don't need a permit or anything. So I like to play at those whenever I can. And then um, my podcast co-host, Tom Takar, he lives uh, in a neighborhood that also has free courts. So we were playing a lot before uh, we were allowed to leave our own houses. So I have to ask you and Tom, a little battle of the Toms there. Who's who's winning? Who won the last match? Or who's had usually has the upper hand? I would say that I have the upper hand, but he has less experience. Uh, he's definitely a better athlete than I am. And he, we played a lot of one-on-one basketball when we lived together. He'd always win that. But tennis, uh, I would say I definitely have the upper hand. Tennis and looks, I would say. I have those two. <laughs> there we go. So, yeah, Tommy, thanks so much for coming on. And where can everyone uh, follow you? Yeah, I had a blast. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Tommy, M-C-N-A-M, Tommy McNam. And I have an album on Spotify called Who's Tommy that you should check out. It's very funny. Go check out that album. And don't follow the soccer player. This is the comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. And we're back. Tyler, we missed you on another one. Yeah, no, I wish I could have been there. I wish I could have been at his actual tennis match even (laughs) back in the day. High school tennis is just like a weird, like, microcosm of aggression. Like, everyone's so tense. Well, also just, you know, in most schools most people just don't really play tennis so it's like a smaller pool you're even choosing from how you know? dare you those it's good <laughs> tyler i made and, uh, varsity f- five years yeah which proves my point no nah, i'm kidding that's <laughs> <laughs> not a quarantine joke no but um, the uh no but that's tough i mean it's funny i remember one time i was playing in a basketball game and my team, we won, and I had a really good game. And the guy we were playing against was like a recruited national basketball player who I actually be, ended up becoming friends with. He ended up playing at Yale. And his coach yelled at him and was like, that guy just schooled you. And then this guy, who we later became friends, at the time was not friendly, like came up to me and was like, yo, right now, you and me, one-on-one. It's like a lot taller than me, a lot more athletic. And I was like, I just played the whole game. I'm really tired. He's like, we got to go one-on-one right now. I'm not letting you leave. Until we, like, play one-on-one. And so we, like, played one-on-one for, like, ten minutes with this coach just watching us. And we just sort of tied. <laughs> that was it. And it just he wouldn't let me go because he had one of those coaches who, I guess, I was the, you're losing to this guy. But I I wasn't, I thought I was pretty good. You're the guy. You're the guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's tough. But, you know, it becomes fodder for comedy later on. <laughs> Or fuel, or fuel so you get better. <laughs> Jordan was Jordan was cut from his high school team. <laughs> yeah, really. No one, no coach has ever said that. I've never heard that in my life. <laughs> I've never heard Jordan was cut from his team. I've never heard that the Jaws robot malfunctioned in the shooting of Jaws. <laughs> These are things people never say. Things people don't know. 
I feel like, uh, you know, watching Last Dance, it just made me think about, like, sports philosophy. And I feel like so many people are going to walk out of, you know, watching Last Dance and be like, I need to be like Jordan. I need to start yelling at my teammates. Yeah. And I'm like, no, listen to what he was saying. He's saying, like, I didn't do that till I earned my right to be the leader of the team. He spoke about when he was a rookie, he was like, I'm going to... I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to earn these guys uh, trust. But I feel like some people are going to come in and just start yelling at their teammates next season. I'm even taking it like a step further. Like there's no reason to be a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, hundred percent. You're right. Yeah. Like just, you know, Michael Jordan, you know, he's, he's, he's a, he's a certain type of guy. Yeah, doesn't, have <laughs> but, a great, uh, doesn't have a great MO, but Hey, Scotty Pippen. Who's better than, well, who's, was, who's better than Scotty? Michael, that's a very easy question. <laughs> <laughs> like the easiest question I've ever had to answer. I'll tell you, there's two times I've been starstruck. One of them was when I saw Roger Federer. Uh, you know, we brushed shoulders, and I just stopped. The second one was I was in a restaurant in Miami, uh, and Scottie Pippen passed me. And I just froze. I was like, that that's Scottie Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean... What's it called? It'd be funny if you hear his voice first, because you, you know you can tell that voice. You could probably hear it from a mile away, and you could tell tell what it is right away. But also, just you know, speaking of the Last Dance, I was sort of expecting more bombshells. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing, there's nothing like huge that you didn't kind of already know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, I don't know if I just came into it from the advertisement so hyped, and I was just like, man, like. I'm going to learn so much. And then I'm like, the first episode, like, Jordan's really good. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> and then this episode was like, Bulls didn't like the Pistons. <laughs> I, think <laughs> I, if, like, yeah. I, I think if this did come out like 10 years ago, it would have been more of a bombshell. But now, yeah. because, I don't know, because everyone has platforms and everyone's telling stories about, yeah. like, the untold stories of the Dream Team, what it was really yeah. like on the 97 Bulls. Like, yeah. Phil Phil hated Jerry Krause by the end. And you're like, even the paper was covering this at the time. So yeah. I feel like, I don't know, like all these stories, there might be secret stories, but I think that if they're not telling it here, you're, you're never going to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And also, I mean, a lot of, st- you see what Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen, how many times are they on, what, NBA The Jump? Like, can you see a clip on YouTube of them on NBA The Jump? Like, let me tell you about the Bulls. Like, you know? Yeah, but everyone, like Charles Barkley has talked about the Bulls. Shaq has talked about the Bulls. Like, all yeah. these guys are on TV so much. Whenever they're comparing, especially, like, remember the Warriors 73 when seasoned, everyone was like, who's better? Yeah. But who's better than Scotty? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Scotty's the best. Hall of Famer. He is Hall of Famer. He's great. I, he's, he's great. Was it? But yeah, so everyone, where, where can they find us, Dave? Listen and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at QuadrupleOT, at Instagram at QuadrupleOT. And if you have any interesting stories, tweet us because maybe we'll feature it on the next uh, outro. Yeah, we, we've gotten a few uh, people sending them in and they're very funny and we're going to start featuring them in the pod. Awesome. All right. Yeah, stay safe. Let's do it.